Grace and mercy and peace be with you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. How many of you looked into one of these today? A couple times, maybe, some of you? How many, how many of you, when you looked into it, it's shattered? Are there, are there many broken, yeah, Dan, yeah, lots of broken uh, mirrors in the copper country of people staring at them? I took this one from the coat room, if any of you were looking to do your hair this evening and couldn't find it, you know where it is. So, uh, does anybody need it? Everybody's doing okay? All right. Mirrors, right? We look, we look at ourselves, we, we check ourselves out, make sure everything's straight away before we leave the house. We like to take care of ourselves, right? I would, I would imagine, hopefully, a lot of you uh, brushed your teeth this morning. Yeah. Maybe you, maybe you fed yourself a little bit of food, drank a little bit of water. Looks like you put on some clothes. Wonderful. Here you are, right? Wonderfully taken care of individuals because you took care of yourselves. Awesome. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. How many times have we heard these words? These are words that were echoed uh, from the Old Testament days uh, all, the way, all the way up until Jesus' time. How is the, the law of God summarized? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Today, when you looked in the mirror, and when you ate your food, and when you drank your water, and when you put on your clothes, you, you took care of yourself because you needed to take care of yourself. Jesus says, so it should be in the way that we love our neighbors. Such basic things. To care for our neighbors in the way that we care about ourselves. And to top it all off, to do it without boasting. I wrote in an email yesterday morning, uh, as, I, as I've been sending out daily emails to the church. Maybe some of you read them, maybe they don't. It's been good reflection for me as well, just to spend time thinking on these things each day. And uh, yesterday I wrote that uh, a couple of months ago, I was, I was thinking about all the opportunities that we have as, as Christian people to serve and, and to live as, as God's representatives in this world. And I thought to myself, you know, I think I, I most want to be known by God for the things that I'll never be known for in this world. I want to be most known by God for the things I'll never be known for in this world. You know, we're given credit for a lot of our good things. People say thanks to us, you know, when we serve them. And, and obviously that makes us feel good. But I want to be known by God for the things that I may never be known for in this world. Love your neighbor as yourself. See, when you put on your clothes this morning, when you brushed your teeth, when you ate a little bit of food and drank some water, you weren't doing that to get the attention of the world, right? Hopefully. Hopefully you're just doing it because it's your basic needs, so it should be when we love our neighbors. Not for boasting, not for selfish gain or pride, but just simply because they need us to love them. But the question remains, who is my neighbor? Right? If you didn't pick up on it in that gospel lesson today, a lawyer is trying to put Jesus to the test, as lawyers probably are good at doing. 
And, and the lawyer says, you know, what, do I must, what, am I, what must I do to get eternal life? And Jesus says, what does the law say? And, and the man recites the law of God. Love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love, love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus says, do this and you shall live. And the man seeking to justify himself, uh, this line, the man seeking to justify himself, he wanted to see if, if what he's been doing is enough. Seeking to justify himself says, well, who is my neighbor? And obviously Jesus then launches into the parable of the Good Samaritan. And in that parable of the Good Samaritan, right, uh, maybe it's familiar to you, maybe it's not, I don't want to take anything for granted. There's a man half naked, beaten, robbed, laying on the side of the road. First a priest walks by, a man who works in the temple, a a church worker, right? To me this is convicting and he's just got the blinders on. He doesn't see the man for whatever reason. He walks by on the other side of the road. A Levite comes along. The Levites were the tribe of Israel that also worked in the temple. Another church worker, convicting to me, sees the man in need, goes to the other side of the road and walks by. Third, the Samaritan comes by. A Samaritan, the Samaritans and Jews did not get along. Samaritans were seen sort of as half-breeds by Jews, and, and that's just didn't, it was a strained relationship. So the fact that Jesus chooses the Samaritan to be the hero of the story is a huge point. That man sees the man in need, and he has compassion. The Greek word here, I love this word. It is, it is the word, it comes from this word, splachna. I've said this before, but splachna. It is the word for your guts to be moved. It's an onomatopoeia word, like if you were to put your ear up to your friend's belly right now after eating some chili, right? Their belly might be going splachna, 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 right? Your guts move. We talk about this, right? When you see somebody in need and it hits you in the gut, that's what the Samaritan had. He had compassion, splachnitzamai, on this man. His guts were moved. That is the Greek word for compassion. What a cool word. Your guts are moved. And so he has compassion on the man, takes care of him, mends up his wounds, right? Obviously, in this parable, Jesus' point to the lawyer is, who is my neighbor? My neighbor is anybody that I run into in a daily basis who I have proximity with, who I can help and serve. That is my neighbor. While I love this point of Jesus, and while I believe it to be true, sometimes, and I, I wrote this in this email this morning, but i got to make this point, sometimes I think we use that as a cop-out for not actually loving our literal neighbors. Like the ones who live next door to you. Right? Sometimes I think, okay, we've got this grand plan to love everybody everywhere, but then we just pull into our neighborhood and don't get to know the people right around us. Some of you are incredible neighbors, and you do incredible things for your neighbors, and I love hearing stories of people caring for their neighbors. But tonight, what I want you to be thinking about is your neighborhood. (coughs) And what if, God's people here, what if this, Christian brothers and sisters, what if you saw your neighborhood as your mission field? What if it was true that your neighborhood is your mission field, that God has placed you in that place for a particular reason, to be an everyday missionary in your neighborhood? I believe that that, my friends, is one of the places that Christ's church here on earth can have the greatest impact in this world. 
Just think about the multiplication of opportunities that exists if every one of us lived boldly and fully, getting to know our neighbors in true, genuine relationships, just talking with them, serving them, loving them. Imagine the impact that Christ's church can have here in the world if neighbors truly love their neighbors, and if you saw yourself as an everyday missionary in your neighborhood. My wife and I talk about this a lot. We're not all that good at it either, I'll be honest with you. Some of the simple things we've tried to do, though, in, in our lives, um, we, we have a, a fenced-in private backyard, a nice space that opens up to a, uh, just an a, a open field behind us. It's a very private backyard, nice little backyard in downtown, or downtown Hancock um, in, the, in town. And we could very much just, uh, in the summertime, go back there, hang out back there, uh, we've tried to, over the last couple of years, intentionally take our kids into the front yard and play in the front yard. And it's an intentional thing on our part in order that we can see our neighbors coming and going and interact with them. And it's solely through interactions like that that I found out that one of my neighbors had had shoulder surgery and, and, and was struggling in his recovery and that another neighbor had been in and out of the hospital and was in the nursing home and had opportunities to care for his wife, but only by sending our kids out front to play in the front yard. There are simple things, my dear Christian brothers and sisters, that we can do to be everyday missionaries in our neighborhoods. And I'd love, if you don't already see that as an opportunity to live as Christ in this world, to see yourselves living as a missionary in your neighborhood. You looked in the mirror this morning. You took care of yourself this morning. Have you selflessly taken care of anyone else today? I don't tell you this as we draw the evening to a close to convict you of maybe a failure of the day. I tell you this today to remind you of the incredible opportunities that exist on a daily basis right in front of you. In your own neighborhoods, in your own workplaces, there are people in need. And we do this, again, not to justify ourselves, not to boast in ourselves, but in order that through us, others might see our good deeds and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. Correct? So why do we serve? What's this whole service week about? Not, not to save ourselves. We will never save ourselves through our service, but through serving others, we just might save someone else. Why do we serve others? Because it was in the very nature of Christ to come and serve us, not to be served. And if we are truly and fully alive in Christ, we will serve as we have been served. So as we go into this place, yes, have eyes for all people in need, but I pray, I pray that you and your spouses and your families would be in particular literal prayer about how you can live as everyday missionaries in your neighborhoods. We go in Christ's peace and in his grace. In Jesus' name, amen.